Hi there, and welcome to Balanced Torah Living. I'm your host, Adam Rubin. Welcome to regulars, and welcome to newcomers. Tonight, four unexpected gifts from humility. Now, this is funny to be talking about gifts from humility as if I've really made any significant headway in this Mida, which I can't really say I've made that much headway, but I'm trying. And uh, I think I mentioned recently in an episode talking about taking a bite of humble pie that um, it's, a, it's a Mida that I think a lot of people don't intentionally work on for a variety of reasons, including it feels rather lofty. Yeah. Um, you know, what What does it even mean? We, you know, we understand chesed, okay, I'm going to give more. Gvur, I'm going to have more self-control. How do you, how do you work on humility? It, it, you know, let's leave that for the tzaddikim. Okay, so I give the disclaimer that I'm just working on this a little bit as I can and in no way uh, really in a position to talk about it that much, but that's not going to stop me. Um, okay, here we go. Number one, get the weight off your shoulders. That's one of the unexpected gifts from humility. Um, we oftentimes try to carry so many of the uh, challenges and responsibilities of, of life by ourselves, and it's false. We, you know, the Eitzahar deludes us into thinking that, uh, that we're in charge, that we're in control, and that we have to, we have to handle A, and we have to handle B. And oh, here comes C, we have to handle that too. And it's a very, very burdensome, heavy albatross that's upon us to try to take on all these things by ourselves. And it's just, it's impossible. So working on humility will actually make you lighter. Hope floats? Well, humility also floats. I've, you know, I've sensed when I'm able to, to work on this meter even some, during my life, I'd feel a palpable sense of, of lightness and relief when I'm able to work on it. Number two, Hashem is a much better Adon, a much better master than your ego. So one of the great challenges to humility is uh, a, a sense of self-grandeur, uh, a sense of the, the importance of the me, and each of us in our own ways are slaves to our egos. Uh, a, a lyric from, uh, you know, once again, we have to, we have to, to mine, mine the nuggets, find the good where we can. I used to be a, a, a very big Matas Yahoo fan. Uh, may I should bring it back. Um, there's, a, there's a line in one of his songs, which is something like, you're a slave to your ego and you don't even know. We're all slaves to our egos in different ways. It might be about power, money, prestige, wisdom, whatever it is. The, you know, the, every person is going to have their own flavor of ego and it's going to have different heads to it. But some common factors of the ego and features of the ego, the absolute unrealistic expectations that the ego sets for us. Your ego 
puts a weight on you and a pressure on you to be something that's impossible, that you're not. And think about how that applies to you. And Hashem is a much kinder, forgiving, sincere, loving master than your ego ever could be. So working on humility will introduce you to the true Adon and that and that sense of, of Avdus of, of being a servant in a in a genuine and healthy way. Being an Evid to your ego is a very unhealthy uh, slavery and and working on humility uh, will help you realign and even as we just start to get a taste of what it's like to really true be in, true to be an Evid Hashem versus being an Evid ego. Uh, really has some tremendous benefits, which I think you will experience rather quickly. The third unexpected gift from him, humility. Relationship, relationship, relationship. There are different ways to characterize the purpose of life. The Vilna Gon in Mishlei conveys that the purpose of life is to essentially strengthen our strong suits, our, our mitos, where we have natural ability and natural <clears throat> talent, strength, and to rectify our weaknesses. That's one flavor of the purpose of life. Another flavor, and, and these are not mutually exclusive, in fact, they, they, they blend and they overlap. It's hard for us some to, to sometimes understand how it really it's it's the um, it's the same message using different language and different concepts. Another way to think about the purpose of life is a relationship with Hashem. Your life, the purpose of your life, is to come closer and closer to Hashem, to know Him more, to relate to Him more, and the process to relate to yourself in a more authentic, true, and deep way, and. Working on humility, working on recognizing that Hashem is the source of your power, Hashem is the source of your talents, Hashem is the source of everything that you have, and you're here to to, to serve Him, to bring out His, His glory and His goodness. That process of working on humility, using different tools for humility, will build your relationship with Him. Well, Awesome. That one's not necessarily as much of a chiddush, but the experience of it, the experience of how, I, I would say once again, just from my very minimal um, foray into working on humility, it, it, it touches an aspect of relationship with Hashem that's, that's palpably different than working on other mitos. I think in a lot of ways, because um, humility is so central, and and humility being linked to to Avdus and being Evid, to the job of a Yid. Of course, Chesed, Gevura, self-control, flexibility, Patience. I mean, you know, obviously, um, being balanced is 
harnessing and recognizing all of our various midos and the particular proportions that we each have of them. But humility and plugging that into Avdus speaks to the dynamic of the relationship itself, the Evid to the Adon. That is what life is about. That's unique when thinking about the Midos. Compare that to, let's say, Chesed, for instance, which is a very lofty and important trait. It doesn't necessarily, in a certain sense, capture the quintessential aspect of the relationship with Hashem the same way that humility does in terms of humility being a core of being an Evid, the Evid and Adon, that is, that is life. So it will really build a whole other and really foundational dimension of your relationship with Hashem. One way to do that, to also bring some of the practicals, the practical is extremely important. And one thing that I bemoan sometimes is the lack of practical tips when hearing shiram or, or, or reading, we have to have a way to, to practically engage in an exercise or an avoda to work on various traits and, and uh, mitos, mitzvos, whatever it might be. Over here, I found, and I've read this and heard this as well, and I found personally recently, speaking to Hashem throughout the day is a tremendous way to, to work on the humility aspect and in the process of your relationship with Hashem. And it, examples are sitting down to work. Hashem, please bring me success at work today. Kids are about to come home. Hashem, you are, you know, you're my strength. You give me ability. Please give me the ability to be a good Abba right now and to find the right words to say and find the right way to receive my kids at home to make this positive. Coming home, Hashem, please help me be a good husband right now. Please help me speak to my wife properly and and connect properly and reaching out to Hashem through the course of the day davening to him in your own words as situation comes up from from A to B to C to D to F to D all the way down to Z you're constantly bringing him in you're constantly recognizing that he is the source of your skill and your competency in dealing with everything on the work front and the home front and the social front and the learning front, etc. Give it back to him. That's working the humility. It takes that of, oh, I did the business deal. Oh, look at how I handle my kids there. Oh, look at how I learned up that sugya. Me, 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 me. Uh. Okay. <clears throat> that was three. Number four. And this was a real chiddish to me. I heard Rabbi Yisrael speak about this idea. Real, real chiddush. Even though I probably have heard it at some point, but but to really pause and think about it and to, and, to, and to see a source for it. Working on humility is actually emulating Hashem. Hashem is humble. Think about Hashem's humility. Hashem is humble. Well, it's a pella. I mean, Hashem is all-powerful, all-knowing, the source of all mitos. The creator of everything. Humility? What? So Rabbi Roll speaks about 
in the Seder Motzi Shabbos of, of various uh, tefillos, etc. Um, it brings out uh, a piece from from Masechta Megillah, Lamed Alf, 31a, uh, towards the end, it's in the, the verses, it comes right after the, in the section of verses of blessing, right after the, the Shalom uh, section, is where we find this piece from Megillah. Okay, here we go. I'll read some of it inside. So Rabbi Yochanan said, in every place where you find mention of the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there you find his humility. So where you find the greatness, there you find the humility. We'll go mainly to the, to the English translation of this. Thank you, Art School. This idea is written in the Torah, repeated in the prophets, and stated a third time in the writings. So we're going to see first, we're going to see in the Torah. It says, okay, um, I might just do the piece from, from the, the Torah on it and let you look at the other ones yourself, just for the sake of time. Ki Hashem Elokeichem hu Elokeim v'adonei ha'adonim ha'kel ha'gado ha'giba v'nera asher lo yisa fanim v'lo yikach Shochad. So it says over there in Devarim 10.17, For Hashem your God, He is the God of heavenly forces, and the Master of masters, the God who is great, mighty, and awesome, and who does, who does not show favoritism and does not accept any bribe. Hashem's bigness. And then it's written after that. He performs the justice of the orphans. Oisem mishpat yasum v'amana. Next Pasuk. Right after that. <clears throat> he performs the justice of the orphan and the widow and loves the stranger to give him food and clothing. Boom! Hashem's bigness and greatness. Bam! Sensitivity. Sensitivity and justice to the orphan, to the widow, the stranger. People who are naturally... Feeling down, tremendous life challenge, sometimes feeling like an outcast. He pays special attention to to them, humbles them. This is obviously, you know, so to speak, he's not only focusing on the great people. This is really obviously the, the, the message. This is about a message to us. Not only focusing on the, the great people, the big machar, the gvir, the, you know, uh, the... Tremendous professional, etc. Sensitivity, sensitivity, humbling himself, bringing him down to deal with people who are who are in challenge. Where it's not, oh wow, look at, so to speak, Hashem mingling with these people. No, and then it brings it brings uh, an example from from Navi. Brings an example from from Ksuvim, uh, in a similar manner. Um, let's see how we're doing on time. Let's see if I'm going to go for it. Ah, okay. A little research, a little homework. Take a look at those uh, other references there in Megillah 31a. Shem is humble. It feels strange to say those words in the sense that, only in the sense that I think for many of us, our natural inclination is to think of his, his greatness and all-knowing, all-powerful, amazing... 
humility, who is Hashem humbled too, but obviously it's different. It's not the same nature as our humility to Him. But even there, so engaging in the work of humility is a peladica wondrous thing, is actually emulating Hashem. And that is another uh, another another play on the theme. That's not the right expression, but that's what I've got right here at uh, <laughs> about 10 o'clock at night. What's it called? Variation on the theme. That is another variation on the theme of the purpose of life, which is to em- emulate Hashem in Matatio Deo and, and to engage in an avoda of humility is surprisingly and paradoxically emulating Hashem while in the process recognizing Him as the Adon. So, four unexpected gifts from humility. May we all be Zoha to grow in humility in Anivas and um, recognize that Hashem really is the source of everything. That He loves us, that He wants us to grow, that He values every single step that we take for growth. And even when we fall down, He loves us. And then we get back up, we try, He loves us. Even on the days when we don't try so great after having a fall, He still loves us. And uh, let's all continue to uh, to grow together. And uh, looking forward to next time. Bye-bye.